Do you believe that God wants you healthy? Then join me, Cersei Blue and Gigi Carter on the Healthy For My Purpose podcast, where we help you realize the relationship between your health and your purpose. We share how eating like Daniel can revolutionize your life. Through discussions and interviews, we challenge you to discover the powerful connection between plant-based nutrition, your body, and your faith. It's time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healthy For My Purpose. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind you that the Healthy Christian Woman Boot Camp is open. You can get your seat today. Do not wait, guys, because once you sign up, you are going to get a guide in the email that's going to give you a lot of information. And plus, you're going to be in the email loop um, that you're also going to get emails from us and um, instructions on what to do leading up to January 8th to the 12th, which is going to be the boot camp. So go ahead, invite your friends, your um church sisters, um, whoever you know that is in need of really recharging their health um, and getting on track for the new year, you want to be in this boot camp. So go ahead and sign up. But let's move into the episode for today. I am really um, excited about this episode because I think this episode is the core of why Gigi and I do what we do, Healthy for My Purpose. Today's episode is around your health and doing God's work. Because listen, guys, as believers, our main mission in life is to advance the kingdom of God. And the only way that we can do this with the best efforts or with the highest level of excellency is that we have to be healthy. And so Gigi and I sit down and we talk about your health and doing God's work. Um, How does your health tie into you fulfilling your purpose, which in essence is about advancing the kingdom of God and the missions that God has placed for the people on earth and the people that he wants to reach and the lives that he wants to change and the hope that he wants to give this world is going to be through us as believers. And so we have to be healthy to be able to carry this this cargo, this wonderful mission that God is giving every single believer. So you're going to love this episode. If you are... um, someone who's passionate about doing God's work, if you're doing God's work right now, but you are struggling with getting your health in order, you want to listen to this message. You want to pass this message um, or this podcast on to your family and friends because it really just highlights the importance that our health is when it comes to doing God's work. So without further ado, let's jump into this message. All right, welcome to another episode of Healthy for My Purpose. Um, Today we're going to be talking about your health and doing God's work. So we're really going to dive into, you know, your life as a mission field and how does your health play into you really being successful in your mission field that God has given you? and and all of that other stuff. So we're just going to dive right in. So before we even get into 
God's work, let's just define what we mean by health. Cause I know we throw that word out a lot, like be healthy for your purpose, you know, your health as it is to God's work. But when we talk about health, let's define it, Gigi. What does it mean to be healthy? What is it? What are you, what are you talking about when we say health? When we yeah. Use I mean, simply put, it's just living disease free. And uh, there's a term mm -hmm. called health span mm -hmm. and it's used in conjunction with looking at your quote unquote lifespan. So everyone knows what lifespan is. It's basically how long you live. Um, so health span is similar, but it's basically looking at it in terms of years that you're living disease free. And so when we talk about diseases um, in this context, we're talking about, you know, chronic diseases, since chronic diseases make up most of the disease conditions um, in this country um, and in other Western countries. So things like obesity, type two diabetes, um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, other forms of heart disease, um, cancer. Um, so th these are illnesses that are brought on by lifestyle, basically by our standard American diet mm -hmm. um, that tends to be high in foods that are ultra processed, high in animal protein. Um, they're high in calories, but low in nutritional value, specifically like micronutrients and phytochemicals, those bioactive compounds. So health is simply, you know, basically just living disease free. And, um, and so, you know, I think a lot of times we think that, you know, if we take our medications, we're healthy. Um, and not to say you shouldn't take your medications, but if your medications are to do things like lower your cholesterol or lower your blood pressure so that you can continue eating the toxic foods that cause the high cholesterol or the high blood pressure, you're still li living in a diseased state because you haven't addressed the underlying root cause of the disease. You're just managing the symptoms through chemicals um, mm. that help to um, to help you to do that. So you're still in a diseased state. Yes, yes. I'm glad you defined that um, because that really gives us some real context to what we mean by healthy, you know, because a lot of times we age and many of those older years are battling disease. You know what I mean? And so, yes, we are living to a certain point, but are we living to a certain point healthy? Right. Or are we using up our energy and our resources physically, emotionally, spiritually to manage those diseases? And it, and it does take a toll on us um, on how we show up in other areas of our lives, because if you're using all of your energy on one level, something else is going to be um, compromised in a way. So, so yeah, I'm glad we defined that. So let's move into God's work. Mm -hmm. um, because I think as believers, this is a very important topic because when we think about our lives as Christians, one of the biggest um, sections or themes of the Christian life is doing God's work. Mm -hmm. Like it's all about us being the hands of God on the earth to bring God's kingdom into fruition. And so any, every believer needs to be sensitive to 
How am I carrying out God's work? Am I carrying out God's work? Am I doing it as effectively as I can? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what accolades we have. It doesn't matter what things we achieve for ourselves. What's really going to count in the end is how did I do God's work in this earth? Yeah. yeah. That needs to be our number one priority. And I know we, we have so many competing, you know, things that we are trying to do, but if we do it through the lens of doing God's work, it's a total different aspect. You know, like for example, raising a family, if you look at it through God's work, like you have these responsibilities that you are raising other people to be productive citizens, productive believers to do God's work and pass it on, then you now realize, wait a minute, I am doing God's work in an everyday manner, right? Um, and so, so yeah, so we're gonna dig into doing God's work. Now you're gonna read a quote, Gigi, that we think is very powerful that kind of really, um, frames this idea of our role in God's work in a very powerful way. Yeah. And, and before I read that quote, mm -hmm. I, I do want to just mention briefly, and maybe we're going to get into this later, yeah. but I just want to mention it now is that, you know, God's work is all throughout the Bible. And you made a really mm -hmm. good point before we started recording mm -hmm. this podcast that we were designed to do God's work from the mm -hmm. get go. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I brought up the, you know, the point about Noah doing God's work and you talked about Adam, it even goes before Noah to Adam. Mm -hmm. Um, we talked about, you know, just the building of the tap the tabernacle yeah. in mm -hmm. Exodus. Um, but what came to mind just now when, mm -hmm. we, when you introduced the topic of God's work was, um, was this thing around, you know, worldly things that we want to do mm -hmm. that will oftentimes conflict with what God wants us to do. And sometimes, you know, we're in this state of disobedience where mm -hmm. we will want to do what we want to do or what we think we should be doing and ignoring, you know, what God is telling us to do. Yeah. And this, I, I posted a Facebook meme um, last month and it just popped in my head and mm -hmm. it said that um, they said Noah was a crazy conspiracy theorist. <laughs> then the rain came and the fact checkers drowned. <laughs> and I, I just love that meme because it was it for me, it was kind of a testament of Noah's obedience of mm -hmm. really listening to what God told him to do and doing it in spite of, mm -hmm. in spite of, in spite of the naysaying, in spite of, you know, what people around him might've been pressuring him or, you know, saying about him. And he wasn't even, I don't know if he wasn't even worried about it or not, <laughs> or, you know, it didn't matter. Cause at the end of the day, he did what he did. Yeah. Um, and so I think we also need to kind of keep that in mind um, mm -hmm. as we continue this conversation around health and doing God's work yeah. because they're so interconnected. But yeah. the quote um, that I want to read is from a missionary named um, James Hudson Taylor, who mm -hmm. lived back in the 1800s. And the quote is, God's work is not man working for God. It is God's own work, though often wrought through man's hands. Mm. 
So I'll just read that one more time because you have to kind of. Yeah, you got to have to simmer that yeah, in simmer. your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God's work is not man working for God. It is God's own work, though often wrought through man's hands. Yes. And I think what the difference between the two phrases, you know, as I kind of repeated over is when you are, it's like when you are working for someone, it's it, the, the agenda of the work is not paramount. It's like, I'm working for you. So you know what I mean? I could quit. I could back off, whatever the case may be. I'm just a worker. But the other way it puts emphasis on, no, God just made us a vessel for God's work. Mm. And we are, that, that gives a different sense of accountability and responsibility. You know, I'm just working for the man or I am the vessel in which God chooses to do his work. That comes with honor and responsibility and awe and accountability. And wait a minute, I've been given this task to be God's hands in the earth. What will I do with these hands? Mm-hmm. You know, will these hands be hands of wrath of destruction or will I allow God's work to come through these hands? Yeah. And, you know, and so how we tie this into the health is if God's work is going to be brought through us, then we have a responsibility to do the best to allow this vessel to be the most purest vessel that God could work from. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. I love that word vessel mm-hmm. because it really does embody the physical component mm-hmm. of doing mm-hmm. God's work mm-hmm. and you cannot separate your health from your physical body. I mean, they're, they're, it's just the one and the same basically. Mm-hmm. And so if we are the vessel, if we are the physical body, um, that it, God is using to do his work, we have no choice Mm-hmm. but to treat it with love and respect mm-hmm. and treating it with love and respect is a segue into what you feed yourself on the regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause and, the feed. Yeah. I love that you said what you feed yourself because well, and, and, and sometimes you don't think of it this way, but I'm glad that you said this love and respect, but what you feed yourself is a, is an act of love or an act of, of hate or, or destruction or, or confusion like you are literally loving yourself by how you treat your body yeah yeah and and i'll say that you know i think for most people um Mm -hmm. they don't see that connection between what they eat and their health outcomes but i think there's enough of them out Mm -hmm. there that they know better um but they really struggle to do better yeah and um and I think struggling to do better um, oftentimes is not having a rooted why behind making the change. So the inconvenience or the discomfort of leaning into foods that you're not used to eating, mm-hmm. healthy foods that you're not used to eating mm-hmm. um, is, is much greater 
than a shallow why that we often mm -hmm. talk about in our boot camp. Mm -hmm. And um, and so it really does, you know, kind of, it's all so interconnected with, with the why for getting healthy. And so if you can make this connection between your physical vessel, your body and doing God's work and being obedient in doing that work, mm -hmm. your why all, all of a sudden becomes so solid and so like, like stable in, in pushing through, yeah. you know, the initial discomfort. And I say initial, I want to, you know, bold it and italicize it and make the font bigger. <laughs> the initial discomfort, because it often, it will go away. It's not, you know, it's not something that, you know, you don't like the taste of kale. You don't like the taste of mushrooms or you don't like the taste of whatever that's good for you. And then you acquire a taste the more you eat it and then not only do you acquire a taste to, to where it becomes tolerable but oftentimes you start to love it and miss mm -hmm. it when you don't have it yeah and the thing is to you know going back to the why sometimes you might get the why intellectually but practically you're addicted to the foods and so Part of that why by developing the deeper why that Gigi's talking about is going to allow you to say, you know what, I got to fight to get off of these foods. I got to break my addiction to food, you know, and that's what we tackle in day two of the Healthy Christian Woman Boot Camp, you know. So if you're someone who's like, you know what, I am learning now that I need to be healthy for God's work but I am addicted to these foods or I find myself, I just can't, I keep going back to them. You know, I'm off for three weeks and I keep going back. You know, the Healthy Christian Bo Woman Bootcamp is a place where you can come to learn how to break your addiction to food. Because sometimes you get the connection, but you still have the problem. But the connection will have you say to yourself by the hook or the crook, I am going to break my addiction to these foods. Whereas before you were just yielding into these foods and not resisting. It's about the resistance. We all at one point have been captivated by these foods, but it takes a conscious effort to pull away. Yes, it is, a, it is work mm -hmm. because we are so um, chemically, like even just the, chem the dopamine in our brain and all these things, we niche we're so used to these foods that it will take some conscious effort but that why will make you say to yourself I'm willing to do the work mm -hmm. I'm willing to address this addiction I'm willing to even see that it's not right that I'm eating these foods or I can't stop eating these foods even though I know that not only is it harming my body but ultimately for the topic that we're talking about today it is it is affecting the way I do God's work. Right, right. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I eat a healthy diet, you know, mm -hmm. I eat a balanced diet, I eat a, and those foods include things like, you know, barbecued meats, um, you know, uh, cheese and dairy and, you know, other animal-based foods, you know, we'll link we'll link, uh, we'll provide a link to, um, some information around mm -hmm. the chemicals that are in these foods. Cause a lot of times people don't talk about them and we, mm -hmm. we deep dive in them in the boot camp. you know, like trimethylamine and oxide and heterocyclic amines and the cancer causing compounds in those, mm -hmm. um, in, in, you know, cooked meats and, 
And so, you know, you, you, you have to really, I think, first understand if you, if you have a chronic illness or you're at risk of having a chronic illness, because you've mm-hmm. got, you know, a quote unquote family history of these illnesses, mm-hmm. just know that, um, it could very well it most likely is the food because that's what the data shows. And the Mm -hmm. evidence is overwhelming when you look at all the science around foods that promote disease in the body versus foods that promote health and, and, um, a healthy life health span, I should say a long Mm -hmm. health span, Mm -hmm. um, that when we're, when we're, we're kind of looking at what's causing that illness or putting us at risk of that illness, it really does first come down to like knowing what the right thing to do is. And we do get into that in the boot camp, And then, you know, overcoming that, you know, breaking that addiction as Cersei talk, as you talked about Cersei. And, you know, I think when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's an it's an empowering message, not a message of fear or mm-hmm. or you know browbeating mm-hmm. is the term we used to use in, the, mm-hmm. in my corporate job browbeating. Mm-hmm. But it 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 really does come down to that we get to choose whether or not we are participants in our own destruction. That's it. And that brings us to James Hudson Taylor. Tell us a little bit about Yeah, let's talk about James Hudson Taylor. I think it really highlights when you have control over your health and then you don't have control of your health and how the difference in time, you know, kind of plays itself out. So, yeah. So James Hudson Taylor, his date of birth was 1832. He died in 1905. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to read a little bit of this article, Cersei, just to set the context, and then we can have a conversation about it. And I'll include the link in the in the show notes for this as well. Um, But he was born in England. And by the time he was 17, he knew that God was calling him to China. So this is a guy from, you know, England, United Kingdom. And um, he knew at an early age that he was being drawn to China. He prepared himself by reading books on China, analyzing the Chinese gospel of Luke and studying medicine. Four years of his term of service, which was 1853 to 1860 in Southeast China was under the Chinese evangelical Evangelization Society, mm-hmm. founded under the inspiration of Carl Gutzloff in mm-hmm. 1858 in uh, Ningbo. He married Maria Dyer, who was a faithful helpmate until her death in 1870. Um, although forced to return to England in 1860 because of poor health, Taylor had a continuing concern for the millions of Chinese living um, in the provinces where no missionary had ever gone. Uh, in 1865, he summed up his growing vision in China's spiritual needs and claims. Um, and the same year with great faith, but limited financial resources, he founded the China Inland Mission. And so the, its goal was to present the gospel to all the provinces of Ch- in China. And so by the time of Taylor's death in 1905, 
the China Inland Mission was an international body with 825 missionaries living in all 18 provinces of China, more than 300 stations of work, more than 500 local Chinese helpers, and 25,000 Christian converts. And so um, I, I'll include the link for the full article, but this is just kind of just to introduce it, a summary of it. But what was kind of interesting about, you know, looking at this, and if you think about the diseases in the 1860s, they weren't chronic diseases. They were more like infectious type of diseases, communicable diseases, things that were related to hygiene and, and that sort of thing. This was because, you know, things like antibiotics and vaccines really weren't prevalent in the 1860s. And so, you know, you have someone who had to leave that mission work because of health issues at a at an earlier time with health issues that were largely preventable. But we don't necessarily have that situation today because we have vaccines, we have antibiotics, we have things like, you know, um, we understand the concept of disinfection and, and all of that. Um, instead, we have a, 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 an environment of lifestyle-related chronic disease brought on by Western diets, standard American diets, that um, that promote these chronic diseases that we've been talking about. What I found was what was quite interesting was the contrast between the uh, the lack of control that James Hudson Taylor had over his health, right? Because, like you said, these were infectious diseases. It wasn't um, something that they had the knowledge of to prevent and all of that. But then we fast forward to today. And so many of us, like James Hudson Taylor, have to come off of the mission field or, or brace back or maybe not giving as much because we are participants in our own destruction with our health. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the contrast and that's the difference that we're in a very unique time in history where we have the ability to maximize all of the nutritional science to actually give us the best health possible. You know, mm -hmm. we can get frozen blueberries at any time of the year. That is unheard of, no matter where you live in the country. So you can get all those antioxidants at any time in any place. So we have a unique ability to use the scientific knowledge that we have and to use God's food to nourish us on another level, right? And But at the same time, we have been participating in our own destruction by eating all of these highly processed foods and eating all of these um, animal products and things that are now breaking down our bodies and playing a role in us not doing God's work to the best of our ability or sometimes in certain cases, just either cutting our life short, um, you know, cutting our resources because we're spending a lot on the medical and things like that, um, taking away from our mental and spiritual clarity, um, you know, or just, or just battling, you know, our prayer life is caught up. I know sometimes our prayer life is caught up with God heal me from this or heal me from that and less about other things because we're, we're consumed in this, in this health system that robs us of our joy a lot of the times. Yeah. And 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 that's so important because you know when you when 
if God has a, a mission, you know, for your life, like to do his works through you as a vessel and you have basically, you know, shortchanged God's ability to use you as that vessel. You know, if you, um, if you're eating foods that are destroying that vessel, destroying that temple, you know, it, it then not only, you know, you can't be obedient, you can't do his work and, you know, all the things that he had planned for you are not man getting manifested because you are on that phone scheduling the next doctor's appointment. You are on the phone calling the insurance company, asking them to cover this medication. You're on, you know, you're, you're going through the treatment and feeling the side effects and you're wiped out for three or four days afterwards. You're, wow. you know, all those things. And then the people around you that are supporting you and helping you through the process mm -hmm. are also affected. A lot of times we don't think about the caregivers in the family who, um, you know, are there to support and help you through it. And so their lives are being affected. Your life is being affected. Yeah. And basically, you know, God's work is just and, yeah. not being done through you. <laughs> and here's the thing, guys, you know, sometimes, you know, we talk about those side effects. But let's get a little bit more drastic. The, the, the struggle is real. With diabetes, there's amputation, there's blindness, there is heart, there's heart attacks, there's strokes. Like there are real catastrophic things happening every single day that when, you know, so it's not even a gray area because if your leg is amputated, if you're in dialysis and your kidneys are shutting down, if you lose your sight, yeah. you know, all of these things really take you off of the mission field. You know, I know what Gigi was saying. You're like, yeah, but I can still do God's work. You know, yeah, I have to go to an appointment here and there. You know, yes, this is true. But the the road that is that you are going down is it, the possibilities of a stroke or the possibilities of diabetes getting out of control or high blood pressure leading to a heart attack or a stroke. All of these things are happening every single day. Mm -hmm. And we can't always assume that the mercy will always last for us that, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be the one that never has anything bad happen. I know we, I mean, we hope that's the case for everybody, but the statistics are showing that the number one cause of death is heart disease. So it's not working out well for everyone. It just isn't. And so we have to get aggressive whether or not we are experiencing the symptoms today or not. Mm. We need to say, I need to walk the path of health because I want to make sure that I am doing the best with what God has given me so that I can do the best in my own power to move away from the possibility of those things. Yeah. We don't live in a perfect world. Anything could still happen. But I think, again, it's back to that vessel thing. What is my responsibility and my accountability to God being his vessel? And am I going to do the best that I can within my own power? Yeah. And I'm just going to be very blunt here. I mean, when, especially if you, if you know that you are abusing your body through your diet, if you know that already, and you continue to do that, you're basically telling, you're basically saying that me feeding my flesh is more important than obeying God and doing 
the work that he has called for me in my life. And it sounds crude and rude and harsh, but you know what that at the end of the day, that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's you, it's, I'm not, I, I'm not sure I can see another argument around that other than Gigi, you could say it a little bit nicer. Yeah. I'm sure I could say it a little nicer and a little softer, Yeah, but that's the bottom line. Yeah. It's our priorities. It's what it's our priorities. Our, it's what yeah. do we place our priorities on? You know, maybe health isn't a priority, but at the end of the day, if God's work is your priority, your health has to be as well. Right. And, and I think so long we go through this thing where we feel like I could do God's work and ignore my health. I think they're very attached they're very because attached. if our body breaks down, we can't, God cannot use the vessel anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know, so if our and hands I, fail us, there's no hands of God. And that's right. serious. Right. Because if our hands are what is going to be the sh God showing up and our hands fail because of what we put at the end of our fork, then we have just mailed, we have just failed the mission of God in our own life. Right. So. And, I, and I'll just add on that, you know, when, when you really like really take this to heart and I understand there's addictions that, you know, like chemically in our brain, and there are definitely people who need more professional help and intervention. I'm not, you know, I, I understand that. And I'm not necessarily referring to to those when I when I talk so bluntly, I'm I'm referring more to the person who says, "Oh, I just don't like the taste of kale," or "I just don't like the taste of, you know, a salad for lunch." You know, I'd rather just have a, a bacon cheeseburger. And or Gigi, or I just love this particular food and I can't give it up. I just love my ABC. Yeah, I just love yeah. and I don't want to give it up. So sometimes it's I don't like, but it's also too I love and I don't want to give it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, I think that when it, it, if you know you can eat a kale salad, for example, for lunch instead of a bacon cheeseburger, and you're basically choosing not to, you know, that that is really, that's the decisioning point around, am I really looking at my vessel as a temple of, of God, you know, as that vessel to do, um, to do the work that he's called me to do. And, or am I not too concerned about that, but I'd rather, you know, eat the foods that I like to eat. And, 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 and just roll the dice. And roll the dice. Because many of us are just saying, you know what? I just believe that I could do God's work because I, I think most believers want to do God's work and they cherish that. But they're like, I'm just going to roll the dice. I think I'm going to make yeah. it. I think I'm going to be healthy. But the statistics are showing that the number one cause of death in this country is heart disease. So many of us roll the dice and it doesn't work in our favor. Right. Brought and on by food. Yeah. Brought on by food. Brought on by lifestyle. The, yeah. And the diet that, is, diet is yeah. a, the number one killer. You know what's second? smoking <laughs> so look at that so you i don't want to say it's safer to smoke than to <laughs> but the whole point but that's but that's just to show you because when we hear smoking all of us peak up like we know smoking is deadly we've already been indoctrinated with that we know the facts now yeah food is now overtaken smoking oh yeah yeah wow. yeah wow so guys you know, as we kind of close this episode, 
you know, what we want you to walk away with is, are you passionate about God's work? If you're not, you should be. <laughs> but <laughs> if you are a believer, you know that God wants to use you, that you are the vessel in this earth, that he is going to make this world a better place. Um, and like James Hudson Taylor, who had no control, but was on those mission fields in China, we have control and God has a mission field for you. And so part of that control is honoring our temple and making the best possible decisions that we know how to make, which is eating the foods that fuel our body and putting away the foods that damage it. It's really as simplistic as that. Um, and so the Bible always says, I put before you life and death, choose life. A part of it is going to have to be making that tough decision as believers to say, you know what, I'm going to choose life when it comes to the, my health. And I'm going to, um, you know, make a 180 and stop choosing death that has been harming my body in the background, whether or not you have the symptoms or not, or straight up, you're on medication and you are feeling the effects and you see where this is going, or you might've already had a heart attack or you're already on dialysis, or maybe you lost a limb, but you're like, God, can you still use me? No matter what, stop now. Don't dig yourself any deeper and make a new choice. Thank you for joining us on the Healthy For My Purpose podcast. We hope you enjoyed the community and are walking away empowered and encouraged to live your healthiest life for your God-ordained purpose. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to enjoy fellowship with like-minded women. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this on iTunes. Until we meet again, keep honoring your body for your purpose.